difference possibly between a cigar that is big and a cigar that has intensity. And I love the fact that Avo always rates its cigars based on intensity, based on that musical uh, scale that Avo, uh, being a musician, of course, was known for. And there are some cigars that are in the lower middle of that scale that I love, like, for example, the Avo Lounge, which I don't even think they make anymore, because if they did, I'd buy every box that is left. But some of them get really, really intense, like the Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata Toro. Ah, that's a mouthful. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy. He's America's favorite amateur drinker, by the way. This is the tubo. Hold on a second. That is the tube hitting the microphone. If it wasn't a tubo, could you do that? No, you could not. No, you could not. And a tubo is nothing more than in the tube. It's a great way to carry a cigar, throw it in your golf bag, put it in your luggage. Easy to do. It's a 6x54, which means it's six inches long. Teehee. Always makes Fingers Malloy laugh. And 54 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, or how thick it is around. Teehee. Now, by the way, we should note that if you're right there, Fingers. Got a little verklempt. Verklempt as we talked about how thick it is around? (laughs) Yes. Teehee. There it is. There it is. Uh, First, a 64 ring gauge would be a full one inch uh, in diameter. I have people now yelling at me that I say one inch around. Even though I mentioned diameter, somehow I'm still, I'm getting emails. I'm not saying it right. Guys, there's only so much I can do. At the end of the day, this was free. So I don't... I don't know what else I'm supposed to say or do, but I love the fact that you're so on me for the things because people take it seriously. It's cigars, and it matters, and I absolutely love that. People are passionate about their cigars just like they're passionate about their barbecue. They are. Speaking of Let's Go Barbecue, our new barbecue book coming out very, very soon. We'll talk about that. This cigar, the Avo Synchro Nicaragua Forgata, F-O-G-A-T-A, which is the Spanish word for campfire or bonfire, is a Habano Ecuadorian wrapper that has a binder that is a Mexican San Andreas and filler that is everywhere. Esteli, uh, San Vicente Lajero, which is out of the Dominican. It's this mix of things. And so what you get, what you get is a big old cigar. Yeah. In the, you get something that really has intensity, but also with a miraculously good mix of flavor fingers. Where are you Well, at? first of all, it feel, the feel in the hand, it's beefy, right? I mean, it's, it's got some good heft to it. That wrapper, a, a touch of oil, veiny. Uh, the cigar, uh, we, we just lit this. In the first third, I'm getting some, some pepper. Uh, that cedar is there, maybe... Uh, there's a sweetness. We just lit this. There's a sweetness to it that I can't quite put my finger on. Uh, but so far, so good. So when you talk about this cigar having just a, a little bit of, of oil, um, that is correct. It's odd It's odd that the cigar, you, you can see the leaf and you can feel the vein, but it's got a nice little bit of glide to it. Yeah. Um, no grit. This is a very, very smooth smooth a cigar. Secondly, you would think a cigar like this is really dark. Someone's going to think uh, Maduro. Somebody's going to think uh, that Oscuro. No. This is a light milk chocolate. Yeah. Right here. This is truly a brown uh, and, and a lighter brown. And yet everything about what I described would make you think bigger, heavier, thicker, 
not not the case. We did just light it up, and you want to break your cigar into thirds. First third, second third, and final third. And then take down uh, the notes, right? So you grab your notebook. What would you eat today? What would you drink today? The weather. We have gorgeous spring weather in Indianapolis, Indiana, as we record at Blend Bar Cigar, blendbarcigar.com. And you, what did you eat? What did you drink? Because that's going to affect metabolism. That's going to affect palate. That's going to affect a series of, of, of things. For me, it was Chinese food today. Nice. A little beef with broccoli mm. today. I was, doing, I was doing the radio show, and I happened to be downtown at the station. I'm never, I do the shows from home, right? Because you guys know that Fingers hosts a show on weekends on WAAM, uh, Wham Talk 1600 there in, in, in Ann Arbor, and I host shows here in Indianapolis and around the country. And so I happened to be in, in studio, and we got hungry, so I ordered Chinese food. Beef with broccoli. Beef with broccoli. Is that going to affect this? It was a couple hours ago. My palate's pretty clean from that, so I don't think so. Was the broccoli deep fried? It was not. Oh, that's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. That's how I eat all of my broccoli. That's how you deep eat all of your fried. everything, right? That's true. <laughs> Should we even ask what you ate today? Oh, boy. You know what? We'll play later. We'll use that as a tease. And it may have affected his palate. But you want to write all that down, and then... What, what flavors are you getting in the first third, the second third, and the final third of the cigar? And the reason you write those down is that when you smoke it two months from now or five months from now, you go back and you compare your notes, see the through lines. That's your flavor profile. That's what you got out of the smoke. I had someone ask me this question a couple of weeks ago when it comes to tubos. Why do cigar companies ship their cigars in tubes? I have heard a billion answers to this. And the only one that resonates is marketing. This one they do as a tubo. That one they don't do as a tubo. You decide. Because some people, I think... By the way, that is terrible radio right there. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that to your microphone. They like it. They like the idea of it. You often talk about the fact that you like a tubo because if you're going golfing, you can throw a couple in the golf bag. You don't have to worry about it. Yep. If you are doing a quick travel and it's only going to be a couple cigars, you don't have to bring the travel humidor with you. Boom. Right in the bag and done and easy and cared for and protected. That's the reason to get a tubo. I have not found that a tubo smokes better or anything else. I have never experienced that. They're great casino cigars. You take that tubo you throw it in your pocket you don't have to worry about damaging the cigar and you walk into the casino and you light it up and you lose all your money that's that's you can you can light the cigar with the money that you've just lit <laughs> on fire by the way we will be in vegas in less than two months fingers oh, it's exciting. Oh, is it two months from now it's two months from now it's literally two months from right now we'll be in vegas at this time, two months from now, you will be in front of a video poker machine <laughs> saying, why am I here? <laughs> it's just moments away. We might be no, smoking no. this cigar. Actually, you'll be the one sitting in front of a video poker machine asking, why am I here? That's correct. That is correct. Six by 54. This is actually a pretty good size. 54, maybe the very tippy top of the uh, ring gauge that I like to go for. Uh, anything above that, it's not really a mouthfeel that I enjoy. The draw on this Avo Nicaragua Forgata, F-O-G-A-T-A, uh, super easy, because this is Davidoff. This is Avo. This is everything that you would expect from the cigar in terms of the construction, in terms of the building, in terms of the draw. Yeah, and again, it feels really good in the hand, doesn't it, Tony? There's, there's a heft to it that just makes it feel really comfortable. Yeah, I think it needs a little bit of the length to work. If this was a Robusto 5-inch, I would feel, in a way, cheated. This is just, this just feels right. Like, even if this was a little bit longer, we, 
you know, decided, hey, it's Derby weekend, we're going to go with a full Churchill, you know, that would have been okay. But this six-inch, this works. The question, Fingers Malloy, is, is this in your humidor at the price? We will get to that price coming up. That's also a tease. Wow. See that? Radio professional. I I, I took a course on on, uh, radio tactics, and they said the tease is the way. I saw that on a PowerPoint. The tease is the please. I saw that on a bumper sticker. We will also talk about what fingers ate today and also your derby drinks. We've got all of that for you. Finally, at long last, Fingers Malloy can celebrate. Let out that sigh of relief. Look up to the Lord and say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because Costco is bringing back the onion gun. It's eat, drink, smoke, everybody. It's not 100 proof, but it's still great news. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We don't know when it happened, but when you go to Costco and get your buck fifty hot dog with a drink that you put ketchup on, your buck fifty hot dog Tony. that you put ketchup on, Tony. It, when, ha- when you're eight, yes, that's- they had long had the onion gun. You just cranked the little thing, the little, the little crank. You crank the crank something and then the onions would come out and you're like this is what america should be and then the next day it was gone it was just gone and fingers malloy has been railing about this and screaming about this for what seems like years now because it's felt like years they took my onion gun away from me tony and i was upset fingers was upset you're speaking in third person now (laughs) yeah why not when we're talking about the onion gun um, the diced onions are returning soon. Now, I must read that again. As they put it, the diced onions are returning soon. Fingers, that might not be an onion gun. That could be a little side of onions that you get and they hand to you over the counter. Are you, are you saying they're onion teases? Is what you're saying? What I'm saying is, is that it could be for a cost-saving measure that the chopped onion, the diced onion, is going to be portioned to properly fit your Costco hot dog and no more fingers. Otherwise, maybe you'll have to pay a dime. This is outrageous. This is outrageous. Uh, First of all, would you have considered the onion gun onions diced because as opposed some, to they were almost shredded weren't they no I, I mean it felt like it was an onion grinder i felt like there should have been music as I, you were turning the crank i think that you were using the machine wrong oh maybe that's what it was but how could that really be a cost-cutting measure i mean sure you're not using maybe as much uh onions on your hot dog if they have a, a, a certain serving size but it's not like, even in this economy, onions are thousands upon thousands of dollars a bag. Maybe people were filling up some five-quart containers to take home and make a miracle. Oh, people ruin everything. That's the problem. <laughs> the problem is people. <laughs> we will keep an eye on the onions at Costco and uh, when they return. I would have, if I had seen 
an onion gun on eBay. If some Costco employee who was very upset that they got rid of the onion gun and they had it in the back room swiped one and threw it on eBay, I would have purchased one just to be able to have the onion gun in my home for hot dogs, which you properly top with onions and mustard. So you're saying that if someone from Costco had just been a thief, (laughs) you would have purchased their ill-gotten booty. Yes. Who has not in their life purchased a black market onion gun? It fits right in a trench coat. (laughs) Who wants an onion gun? Who wants an onion gun? Uh, let's talk about Las Vegas. Oh, there we go. There wow. This is, a, I, this is my segment. Right. Uh, the story from thestreet.com is that rich people are not visiting Las Vegas to gamble. They're going to Vegas to get healthy. According to the story written here, 38 million visitors to Vegas in 2022, that was more than in, more than 20% more than 2021, but that was also uh, COVID times, of course. And people are showing up to stay in what are called stay well rooms. You can get that at the MGM, which combines the latest wellness technologies from Delos, the Cleveland Clinic, and Dr. Deepak Chopra, all to make your stay everything you want it to be. What? Follow me on this. I don't know if I want to. Give me a little leeway where I'm going with this. I'm all ears. Vegas has turned into the Madonna of Vegas destinations. Feels like they try to reinvent Vegas every decade or so. Remember, there was that big push for families in the 90s to go, hey, come on, visit Vegas. We're going to build you a big casino, and it'll look like a circus, and it'll be so nice, we'll name it twice, and we'll call it Circus Circus, just to bring the kids in. <laughs> and then there was Excalibur and all these other places. That was, Hooters. Yeah, there was Hooters, places where you could bring the family to Vegas, and then that quickly kind of died. And then they decided, okay, younger people weren't gambling as much, so every casino had to have a nice club so the kids not young kids but the kids in their 20s they can come to vegas and they won't gamble but they'll stay at our top resort and then they'll go the kids call it clubbing tony they go from casino to casino going to clubs that is still kind of there but now it looks like we got to do something else now so we're going to be a fitness destination and that sounds terrible um after I spend the day uh, sweating to the oldies or doing prancer size or whatever it is I do, I've got the thigh master from Suzanne Summers, and quite literally, she comes out and shows me how to use it. After I do all that, is that when I go to the buffet? Exactly. I mean, I am, as you know, Tony, the least disciplined person on the planet. Fact. So, so the idea that I would go to Las Vegas to get fit go through my exercises, do my 30 burpees or whatever you do in a gym, and then be disciplined enough to not take advantage of all the ridiculously fattening food options in Las Vegas. For crying out loud, we were there last year and bought vending machine cake. I swear to you, I was just going to tell that story. We bought Cake Boss cake out of a Cake Boss vending machine twice. (laughs) So, So clearly we're missing... We're missing the serious boat on this. 
your 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 conversation about reinvention, I think, is is wholly accurate. But we see a lot of gambling. If you take a look at what's going on with online gambling, it's through the roof. Is that why Vegas is suffering? If I can get my fix anywhere, every my my sports book is in my pocket. Yeah, I don't need the sports book. I think you're right. Between all of the new casinos, the newer casinos that are outside of Las Vegas, and then the explosion of sports betting, and on these apps, uh, people are are getting their gambling fixed that way. I think it's hurting Vegas. But there are a lot of casinos that have embraced the online gambling. You know, Caesars, I believe MGM has their own gambling app as well. But that I, you're right. I think that that has hit them uh, with their bottom line. So that's why you're seeing people trying to reinvent their properties. And we're turning to, to fitness, Tony, in Vegas. Here's the funny part. I think this is a much better idea than the family-friendly Vegas because Vegas is not family-friendly. Get over it. Yeah. This is actually not a bad idea. I can see this working and to an extent, I could see myself being interested in it. Fads, trends, interesting. Maybe, maybe like get some inspiration. And then the buffet. Oh, the buffet. Fingers Malloy is a rock and roll follower. If it involves music, if it involves the rock and roll, if it involves the singing and the guitar playing, and maybe somebody doing the windmill, and maybe a little bit of grunge. Fingers Malloy is there. I love both the windmill and the grunge. Tea, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Katz, and that right there is Fingers Malloy, the inductees to the 2023 class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Are you ready? I'm ready. The spinners, they went old school. Yeah. Rage against the machine. Hate their politics. Damn, the music's good. Hate their politics. Hate their lyrics. Love their music. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, such a problem. Willie Nelson is going into the hall. I didn't know he wasn't already there. That's amazing after all these years that he had not been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, Dolly Parton, what, just last year, right, was, was but inducted. What's Do- it's funny. Dolly said, I shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be here. I don't do rock and roll. So, no, I'm not going to do this. And then, basically, there was a pressure campaign. She's like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to make a rock album. So I think she like either, either recorded a couple songs, whatever it was. Grunge. Dolly Parton is the Betty White of her generation. <laughs> America needed a sweetheart, and now uh, it's, it's Dolly. I mean, honestly, she's one of the few Americans that I can think of off the top of my head where I don't think anyone hates this woman. I mean, is there anyone out there that really hates Dolly Parton? Lily is it Tomlin. possible? Hates her. Hates her. Yeah. Because Lily Tomlin wanted to call the movie 8 to 4. Right. Dolly said, it's 9 to 5. I know it. You know it. The Latvians know it. And then Dolly won that argument. And they've never been the same. (laughs) Never been the same. George Michael in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you can deny impact. I don't know if you can deny the voice. But that he's going in and not wham. Sorry, Andrew Ridgely, ride or die. Well, but well, that's that's true. Andrew Ridgely is in all of our hearts, but it was an album and a half for Wham, wasn't it? I mean, they had that debut album, and then I think uh, that that second song, uh, that, that Careless Whisper, may have been. Uh, 
it, I think Careless Whisper in the video, it, it said Wham featuring George Michael. And then you can see it's slowly creeping away to where, uh, Andrew, you go away now. And then it just turned into George Michael uh, as a solo artist. I can see it. He, I mean, my goodness, he was huge. True. True. I just, I don't, I don't know what it is that gives me hesitation. Missy Elliott is, Missy Elliott's going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Again, she's not rock and roll. But if you deny the influence of Missy Elliott, you're nuts. Yeah. I mean, everywhere. I, I, look, I don't have the expertise in, in, in rap. But if I, if I were to start, okay, let me family tree this thing, the amount of stuff you can bring back to Missy Elliott, the influence of what she was doing in so many people's through the roof. I agree with you. She's a little bit past the time when I was listening to hip hop and, and rap. I was really into rap in the in the mid to late 80s, but there's no denying her influence and it it makes total sense that she's now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Kate Bush is going. Um of course Kate Bush is running up that hill which became famous again because of Stranger Things. The show Stranger Things featured that song. And people are like, oh, this song is awesome. And it was number one for a while. I mean, it's amazing how that works. But on the list, the one that I have que- that I, it's not that I have questions about. It's that I'm just, I'm just a no. It's just a no for me. It's Sheryl Crow. Really? She's a no. Why? Because I don't get it. I have never understood it. I'm not angry at Sheryl Crow. I understand that all she wants to do is have some fun. It's true. I'm, I, I get that. But after that, I'm lost. I don't know why Cheryl Crow. When you tell me that Bernie Taupin is going into the hall to receive the Musical Excellence Award, it's Bernie Taupin. What did he do? Wrote all the songs for Elton John. That relationship has gone on for a billion years. Of course. Cheryl Crow? What did she do? Have sex with John Mayer? Oh, that's unfair. Lance Armstrong? Taught him how to cheat? What did she do? She wants to have fun. What was the... Oh, remember that pi- uh, picture? Remember that duet she did with Kid Rock? No, who could no, no. For, who photograph. Could that? Well, look at this photograph. It's Nickelback, your oh, favorite. Oh, yeah. When does Nickelback go into the hall? They're in the Canadian Hall of Fame. Oh, well, that makes a difference. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I can see it. I Listen, I, I've always been a fan of uh, a singer-songwriter... A female who could just, uh, you know, grab an acoustic guitar or play the piano all by herself and do a 90-minute show, and she's one of those people that can do it. I mean, is Jewel next? (laughs) Oh, so I've been looking for some songs that she's done. The first cut is the deepest. I hate that song. (laughs) Um and then, uh, uh, what, what else? Like, I'm trying to think of a song. A Change Would Do You Good. Not a bad song. Uh, not a bad song. Um, Every Day is a Winding Road. That's a good song. It's terrible. It's terrible, dude. Wow. If it makes I didn't you realize. Happy, well, it can't be that bad. It's a bad song. Wow. I just, I don't, I don't see it. And I, I want to see it, but I want to also say no. I got to tell you, Tony, it doesn't look like you want to see it. Maybe I don't want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I do feel like there, it's, 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 
it's always weird seeing the spectrum going anywhere from you, you've got Sheryl Crow and then, oh, here's Rage Against the Machine. And they're going to be going in together. It's, it's, it's wild seeing how uh, different some of these acts are. That are- and, and that's what makes the hall cool. And that's what makes it such a, a, an, an attraction. I think the people who run the hall actually do an excellent, excellent, excellent job of it, right? Yeah. They kind of understand how things need to, to play out. It's just, a, it's just a personal thing. It's like, eh. Have you ever been there? No, sadly, not. I've been to the outside. I was in Cleveland for a political convention. I think I was there for the Republican National Convention one year. I was covering it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, w- I was there for that. Uh, but I ate well because that's Michael Simon's town. Ah. A celebrity chef. And Michael Simon can do some damage. Guy can make some food. Um, I think, was it Mabel's? Where was that? Um, solid. Super, super, super good. I, I do want to go one day. I do want to check it out. I'm checking it out this fall. I'm excited. You're going to Cleveland? I'm going to Cleveland this fall, uh, and I, I'm going to check out the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Lake Erie, and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, really? Are you going to go for a dip? Oh, that's living. You know, right? I, I, you know my motto, Tony, has always been live, laugh, and love, and so I'm going to do all of that. Live, yeah. laugh, and love on the lake? Uh, yeah, on Lake Erie, and I hope it's not on fire. Lake Erie's on fire? You don't remember that story back in the 70s when Lake Erie, I believe it was in the 70s, actually caught on fire? No. <laughs> so imagine, let, let me let me take you back in time, Tony, to a time when a lake, some call it a great lake, was on fire. You're, oh, my God. Did you think I was making that up? The Cuyahoga River burned. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know uh, this story. June 22nd, 1969. Sparks from a train down to the river, igniting the industrial debris floating on the surface of the water. This according to history.com. Flames spread across the river in some places reaching five stories high. (laughs) No. Wait a minute. Five stories high? That's 50 feet for those of you playing the home game. Do do you think... The river was polluted? I don't know. I I don't know. What I think happened is the river were, was filled with people who threw away their Sheryl Crow albums because this wasn't <laughs> oh. very good. All I know is I think someone set the river on fire and then yelled rock and roll. And that's why the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. That's the story. Smoking the Avo Synchro Nicaragua Fogata Toro. Yeah, it's a full smoke. The Sabano rapper. Mexican San Andreas in the binder, a whole bunch of fillers. But is it lovely, especially at $11, $12 a stick? Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. It's an action-packed weekend because, let's say... You want to celebrate Cinco de Mayo all weekend long. Boom. This weekend is here for you. But what if you're a Kentucky Derby lover and you're going to pull out the Woodford Reserve and enjoy the Kentucky Derby the way you need to, whether with a spire or perhaps a mint julep? Boom. This weekend is here for you. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, we split the difference, Fingers Malloy, and we do it for who? We do it for America and Eat, Drink, Smoke Nation. That is exactly why we do it. 
I grabbed myself a margarita for this week, and you grabbed yourself a mint julep. I grabbed a mint julep because it is Derby weekend, and what do people do for the Derby? Get hats. They get hats. What else do they do? Ride horses. They, uh, yes, they ride horses. What else do they do? Engage pleasantries with strangers. They gamble. That's what they do. That's right. They That's gamble right. on the race, and they drink. And the mint julep is the uh, drink of choice for the Kentucky Derby. Tony, uh, mint julep, if you've never had one before, the ingredients, one teaspoon of powdered sugar, then two ounces of bourbon, two teaspoons of water, and not one, not two, not three, but four mint leaves, Tony. Four? That brings the mint to the julep. I honestly think that when you're doing a mint julep, you, you, you can do less mint and be okay. And there's a difference between a leaf and a sprig, but the, the two ounces of bourbon is extremely, extremely necessary. Otherwise, you don't have a, a mint julep. Are you a mint julep guy? Uh, for Derby Weekend. Other than that, uh, I will not usually have anything in my bourbon other than a splash of water or some ice. Do you put on your fanciest Detroit Lions ball cap and be like, look at me at the Derby, sitting in my bathtub? Ball cap? Yes, in my bathtub, just a hat and a mint julep. That's my weekend. But you, you chose the margarita. What drew you to a margarita instead of the mint julep? I'm so glad you asked. Um, I am triple sack ride or die. Uh, ah. As many people know, it's it's tattooed on me somewhere <laughs> exclusively. Uh, look, I'm not a mixed drink guy. I never have been a mixed drink guy. It's just not how I work or operate. But on a warm day, the margarita hits perfectly. And everybody knows it. As a concoction, the idea of finding a way to make not such good tequila work with everything else because even people are like oh man i swore off tequila i'm never gonna drink tequila again in my life oh the worst time my life was with tequila if you offer them a margarita they'll be like oh that sounds lovely just the concept is totally refreshing so you've never wasted away again in margaritaville i have never searched for a lost shaker of salt because honestly who really loses their salt shaker i've had the same salt shaker since i married it's been 942 years. That salt shaker has never been misplaced. What does it look like? Is it a hula girl with a skirt? A- no, 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 it's not a no? hula girl with a What kind of misogynist do you think I am with a girl hula skirt salt shaker? That's what mine looked like when I was registered. Mine looks like the diner I stole it from. Oh, very nice. It That's, says White. Yeah. Well, not White Castle. It's, it's no White Castle. Do you not know what a diner is? Waffle House is what I was looking for. Also not a diner. What? I don't think you consider Waffle House a diner. It's the Mad Max of diners. Okay. Two men enter, one man leave. That's Waffle House. I think the Hatfields and McCoys actually argued over this. But I picked the the margarita because I just thought it it would hit the weekend beautifully. You've got some great weather. It's starting to warm up. I figured I'd go with it. Now, Fingers, that mint julep that you have right there, we're splitting the weekend between Cinco de Mayo and the Kentucky Derby. Um, is, is, is there such a thing as too strong of a mint julep? Uh, too much mint. 
Too much rinse. <laughs> yes. Right. But not too much bourbon. So you've got the bourbon in there. We use Woodford Reserve on this one here. You got the mint going on. Fingers Malloy, you 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 ready for this? Ah, uh, Tony, I've been ready for this all year. No need for the Kentucky chew. Just sip and enjoy in the chilly, chilly coldness of the mint julep. Da 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 I think he's ready for a horse race. I think he's ready to to play the ponies. That's wonderful. You get the the Woodford Reserve in that drink, but it adds a little bit of, of sweetness, uh, you know, with that powdered sugar and that mint plays very well. I could drink two of these at the same time. Why not? I have got myself a margarita here. I got to admit, the tequila is a mystery to me. I don't know what they used. I don't know what they used. The two ounces of tequila, an ounce and a half of triple sec. We got some freshly squeezed lime juice uh, in here. Got a couple of cubes. I went saltless really? on mine. I went saltless because, as you know, I'm watching my figure. That's true. I don't. I don't need to be having any extra water weight. Were you worried that the too much salt on the rim of your glass would not play well with your cigar? Actually, no. I just forgot to order salt. <laughs> Look, I'd love to say I had a master plan involved, uh-huh. but I didn't. But look, the, 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 we drink a lot of bourbon. We drink a lot of rye. But we had a beer last week. You got to change it up. You got to try the things. And, you know, when the moments hit, go experience the moments. It's, you know, it's not like, oh, it's Derby re- weekend. You have to have a mint julep. It's Derby weekend. Might as well have a mint julep. That's the way to think of it. Cinco de Mayo, have a, have a margarita. Why not? Here I go. And I have it with a straw. It's in a pint glass. What the hell is this glass? Did anybody notice this? They served me a margarita in a pint glass? I wasn't going to say anything, but yes, it is in a pint glass, which just means there's more there, Tony. Look at it that way. They probably put a little bit more tequila in it, and uh, they they measured the ingredients accordingly for a pint glass. And served with a crazy straw. Is Is that the traditional way? No, it's usually a silly straw. Is that right? Yeah. What's the difference? Depending on what part of the country you're from. Here we go. He's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's drinking his drink out of the straw, which is the proper way to drink oh, the margarita. Yeah. Oh, bravo, Michael, who made the drink today here at Blend Bar Cigar. BlendBarCigar.com. Oh. Oh, keep talking. Oh, he's Daddy's going busy. in for seconds. He's doing the Saginaw Swish, enjoying his Cinco de Mayo a little bit early. And I now I can see, Tony, uh, you... Every weekend on your back deck with a cigar and a margarita. I, I have known this about me a long time. I am not a mixed drink guy. I never have been. I could be a margarita guy in a second. Because every time I have one, and I have one maybe once a year. Because mm-hmm. I forget. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that just, excuse me. Oh, he's going in for thirds? Pretty soon it'll be a third pint glass. <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Yeah. I that gotta, is perfect. I got to tell you, the mint julep is growing on me, but where in central Indiana can I find fresh mint? I don't know. Supermarket? Do I go to the mint section? It's where the mint gum and the mint ice cream. Uh, Let me ask I you a question, Fingers. Go to the Mint Emporium. You're, you're aware that the Mint Emporium? Yeah, there's the Mint Hut on 82nd Street. There's the Mint Emporium on 96th. You are aware that supermarkets sell fresh fruits and vegetables, right? They, they, I they've got they, a whole I thought, section. I thought that vegetables only came deep fried. They've got a whole section 
of fresh fruits and vegetables, including mint. Not near the donuts, though. No, not near the, not near the donuts, though. Fingers, there are ways you could be a better person. What? I've been waiting for the proper time uh, to tell you this, but you really could. As far as human beings go, step up your game. Self-improvement really disgusts me. Luckily for you, there is a list. And if there's a self-improvement list, you can follow it note by note and become better. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. And that right there is the new and improved Fingers Malloy. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. It's, it's not a long list, is it? Because who has the time? There are, there are 10. 10 small changes. That's my limit. 10 small changes that will improve your life. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm not going in order. If you prioritize, according to the people at New Trader U, if you improve uh, if you prioritize experiences over material things. Uh, so I give up, say, my SSR right. that I love. Your Chevy SSR truck. And take that money from uh, selling the SSR and go on a 50-state trip and experience America. Right. That's better than having according According to the people who say that it will improve your life, your life will improve if you do such things. Did you buy that? That, that you, that you stay, stay away from the material and you engage the experience. Do I believe that? I totally believe that I'm a guy who is more interested in experiences than things. That said, um, I'm only hoping you leave me the SSR when you die. <laughs> so I have thought about getting an SSR, and then I'm like, then I'm the guy who got the same car as his radio partner, that's just not cool. Nobody cares. You think I'm going to care? Like, oh, I've got an SSR, so Tony had to run out and get an SSR. Yes, I think you're going to care. No, I wouldn't care at all. You wouldn't care? No. Of course not. But you're the, you are the guy who says of the people who are like, yeah, I'd love to get like a Mustang, but then it looks like I'm having a midlife crisis. You're the guy who's like, screw it, get the Mustang. What's wrong with you? Absolutely. And that always cracked me up when you would hear some folks make fun of people like that. But... If you are someone who, as a kid, loved sports cars, you just loved them. You're 16 years old. You love a sports car. You can't afford it. Over time, you finally acquire enough wealth to be able to go out, buy yourself a nice sports car. That's something that people should make fun of. It's like, no, it's like I could finally afford something I've wanted for 30 years. What's wrong with that? And the people who make fun of it, what do you tell those people? I got to clean this up on the radio. Go away. How about that? Is that is that how you'd that's say it? That's how I would say it. Is except, that the Saginaw way? Yeah, yes, that's the Saginaw way, or as we call it, Saginaw awesome way. Create systems for reaching your goals, Fingers Malloy. You need a system. It should be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound, or smart. S-M-A-R-T. Ah. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. I feel like this is someone who's trying to sell me a goal-setting app or a self-improvement book that set goals for your life. When I'm done with this list, you're going to own a timeshare <laughs> in Saginaw. Uh, now, I will say that it is very cl- that when you talk about goals, it, it, it does help, and it should be very specific, and there should be a time to it. it, it things have to get measured. What gets measured gets done. I believe that 
wholeheartedly. I agree with you. There's a famous story about the actor Jim Carrey who wrote himself, I think it was what, a $6 million check that he was going to cash in, I believe, five years. And then he was able, because he set that goal, uh, five years later, he had the money where he could cash that check. I think that it's... I very much believe in the whole uh, notion of if you see it, you'll, you believe it. And so you're you a believer in the vision board? It. Yes, absolutely. I, I, the vision board and live, laugh, love. Those are the two things I live my life by. Invest in good sleep. Holy cow. Is this the absolute truth? There is, this is an undeniable, undebatable fact. Sleep matters. Yeah, it's amazing how some people will... Uh, spend a lot, a, lot, a lot of money on things, but then they may buy a cheap mattress and wonder why they don't get a good night's sleep. I don't get a good night's sleep just because of my schedule. I, and I don't know, you, you do uh, 92 hours of radio a week. Right. So uh, how much sleep do you average on a particular night? Seven hours. You still get seven hours sleep. That's Absolutely. amazing. Have to. I have to. I don't have an option. There's no function. And if I don't function one day, that means it's three days of trying to get back on schedule. In the end, I don't have a choice. I have to be in bed and sufficiently have gotten myself slowed down so I can fall asleep by 10 p.m. because I wake up at 5 a.m. every day. But when you are a radio host and you are trying to create content and you know that you have to do a show the next day, and I know this this is true for many people when it comes to their jobs. Are you easily able to turn off your brain and go to sleep? Because yes. I'm bad at that. It, it, that. That over time has gotten much, much easier. Now, there are moments some breaking news happens in the evening and you're up till 3 a.m. studying. You and I have been on the air together for election result stuff till 2 a.m. watching these things happen and then knowing I got to be on the air at 6 a.m., but I have to. I have to watch it. Well, that's the power through moment, baby. Yeah. We've all been there. We all stayed up, partied all night, and then took the test the next morning at 9.05, right? So we, we, we've done these things. But the sleep on the regular, I would love to see the studies that talk about early demises and lack of sleep. Yeah. That talk about coronary artery disease and lack of sleep. That talk about dementia and, and, and Alzheimer's and lack of sleep. I'm not saying that I have in front of me the data that connects these things. I'm saying that it is obvious to me that sleep is, is the step one to everything else. I, I worry about that a lot, you know, because I also think that that has a lot to do with weight loss, uh, you know, not letting your body rest. Uh, having you're up longer, you're up more, so you eat more. There's right. something to, to that as well. I worry about all that because I, I'm lucky if I get five hours sleep a night. A lot of times it's it's four. That's weird. Yeah, you gotta work on that, boo. I know. There's another one on this list that I wholeheartedly believe. This is a list that I believe in. Take an hour for yourself every day. It's not even a debate. Now I don't know if it has to be an hour. You can decide for yourself. You need time for silence. To be surrounded by all the things all the time, everywhere, you need some time to close your eyes or shut your brain down or just take a breath 
in something completely unrelated to everything else you've been doing. I'm a big believer in meditation. I meditate every day. Are you a transcend- transcendental meditation yes. guy? You're a TAM guy? Yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, 20 minutes. And I'm amazed at how refreshed I am afterward. And it's not easy. You can't beat yourself up because it is, even when you're by yourself and you're meditating, it's hard to shut outside thoughts out of your head. You can't beat yourself up. If you, if you can't do that, you just need to continue to try. But it really helps a lot. And it, it goes into that whole having some time to yourself. It's beyond important. Uh, because I, we do so much radio, because I do so much radio, when I'm in the car, there's no radio. Because mm. that's, that's part of my time to just let, let it all break down. This list is actually a solid one. And we will put it up at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I thought things were getting ridiculous when I heard the term quiet quitting as if that was something that was new. People are at their jobs and they're doing the bare minimum or even less because they they don't want to be there anymore until I heard the term productivity theater. It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Fingers Malloy. He's Tony Katz. Find all we do over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Now, Tony, there's a new uh, buzz term. And I've never heard of this before. Uh, It's called productivity theater. Productivity theater. Uh, Workers are saying they're engaging in what's called productivity theater for over 10 hours per week to appear busy. But they aren't actually doing much of anything on the job. Yeah, yeah, we see you. They all see you. They all understand that you're lazy they all understand that you're okay with your coworkers having to uh, pick up the slack while you're a remarkable loser who has no respect for yourself or the people you work for. We all see those people. The question is, why are we so unwilling to call them out for the magnificent jerk faces that they are? Well, apparently they are being called out. They're, they're actors in the productivity theater. I don't know. I, I just I just made that up. But what what cracks me up about this sort of thing is that they 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 come up with a new buzz term and act like this is new. Right. <laughs> oh, wow. You mean there are people at our particular place of work who are pretending to work but are actually not doing a damn thing? Wow. Twenty twenty three. It's a whole new world. No. Actually, what a revelation. It's been going on for a long time. According to this survey, forty three percent of employees surveyed. So they're spending at least 10 hours a week in what's dubbed productivity theater. That's, you know, uh, going to unnecessary meetings and spending excessive amounts of time on administrative tasks. You know, some people can cut an email in two minutes. Others take an hour and a half. But I'm working. I'm I'm, I'm working on my emails. I'm I'm working. They're just extending this time out. Some of those emails take time. I mean, is it T-H-E-R-E, (laughs) T-H-E-I-R, or T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E? You know, you don't know. You don't know. You gotta, you gotta check it. You gotta spell check, and then you gotta be sure. Did is, is did I? Is it right? Am I? What, what about pronouns? Are you using the right pronouns in your email? I mean, this could take weeks. And who has the time? You might, you might need to like, like convene a summit in order to make sure this is good to go. Well, you have to have a meeting to create the email. Maybe even a Zoom call, Tony. And Ugh. and that takes time. I I did not I do not miss and I didn't really have to do it in my job like the daily Zoom calls people did that stuff for hours a day 
hours a day for two years a Zoom call. That's exhausting. It is. I will say, though, I do love Zoom, uh, especially if you have friends and family all over the country. Uh, you know, they're scattered all over the country. I can't tell you how many family and or friend happy hours that I have attended via Zoom. It's, it's, it's fantastic to yeah, be able to do I that. I only did two. In the whole time, I only did two. And I'm like, yeah, this was enough. <laughs> I kind of, I, I just like I said, know my moment. Right, I know when I'm like I've I, I've experienced all I need to experience. I don't need that. I don't need that much. I don't need to see somebody that badly. <laughs> well, people, uh, they may need to start worrying if they are participating in productivity theater. That Chat GPT may be just swooping in and taking their jobs. And it would be right. It would be absolutely right if these people lost their jobs to AI. No effort, no strength, no ideas, no vigor. Sure. Well, it's it's beginning, Tony. We've talked about this where you if you engage with chat GPT, uh, ask it to do things. It can it can write research papers. It can create content for people. uh, And there's a company by the name of Chegg, C-H-E-G-G. Right. Chegg is a company that provides homework assistance and online tutoring. And they say. Uh, their revenue has dropped dramatically because of ChatGPT. Students are turning to ChatGPT for help. And no, 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 not help. No, not help. I was being the kind. The actual doing. <laughs> I was being kind. The actual doing. Uh, I have. I know there's a big conversation about this in, in the world of news. If I put into ChatGPT, hey, write me a story about this banking issue. It writes the story. And then... Why should I have to go about researching the story when I can have ChatGPT do all the research and then I can just simply double check it? Yeah. And now I'm five times as productive, but you're not actually the one being productive. This is where I think people lose it. If I'm a journalist, let's say, and I utilize ChatGPT to write my stories and look how productive I am, but it's ChatGPT writing the story, then I don't need a journalist who has some fancy degree. I need somebody I can pay $14 an hour to to just go back and just double-check the language. Yeah, you need an editor. Right. I don't need a journalist. Yeah. You need an editor that knows the audience, knows what kind of content that you uh, can produce that will uh, be appealing to your audience, and then just go to work with ChatGPT. That seems like, unfortunately, that may be the future of content uh, providers have you used it yet? No, I have not. Have Me you? Me either. Me, I, I don't want to. I don't want... In, in the world of talk radio, uh, I, I've been trying to figure out how anybody could use it. And I haven't come to a conclusion yet as how to anybody could actually use it in the, in the voicing, right? Can it create a level of voice? Does it create takes? Does it create thoughts? will create the sense of humor on the spot. Uh, there are some things that simply, at this stage, the AI cannot do, or at least uh, what, what ChatGPT is cannot do. But as you build out the quantum computing, as you build out these engines can, that can actually think and put things together, the levels of opportunity for reputation theft and quite literally stealing everything about you and your mannerisms 
That's the part where people really start being replaced. Well, it's scary, too, how people can create videos of famous people and make it look like it is them saying things that they would never oh, say in a million fakes. years. These deep fakes. There was a deep fake that circulated. I believe we talked about it about a month ago on the show of President Biden uh, talking about a particular topic from a point of view that President Biden wouldn't be coming from and saying things that President Biden wouldn't say. But it looked, Tony, it looked so real. On a computer, you could kind of tell, okay, the way the mouth is, it, it doesn't look quite right. But so many people are getting their content from a cell phone, and that screen's only four or five inches, where I could totally see people being fooled by this, and that's what's really scary. If you are a person who creates content with a name, people could just make up a video of you saying something when it's not you and make it sound really and look really real. And the effort there is to destroy. It's never, it seems never to be to build you up. <laughs> right. It's only there <laughs> to bring you down. Smoking the Avo. This is the Synchro Nicaragua Fogata Toro. I am into just starting the final third of this cigar. This is only a six-inch cigar. Smoke it slow. Yeah. And I think that's the way to go with this. Don't rush this thing through. Yes, you can use it for a golf course. I actually think there's more there. And maybe it's not a golf course cigar. It's There's a little more time with it. And there's nothing greater than being able to say, man, I got a good 90 minutes plus out of a $12 smoke. What a fantastic value. No, this is a, a cigar for after the after the round is done. Yeah, this is nice. And now we paired it because it is Kentucky Derby weekend with the mint julep for Fingers Malloy. And because of Cinco de Mayo, the margarita for myself, I have had half the margarita. I won't lie, Fingers. <laughs> I feel it. It's hitting you a little? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my level of lightweightness is out of control, son. You're a little flush. Am I? A little bit. A little bit. Uh, I think that's just the lighting. Oh. I think that's just the lighting. I could, however, use a nap. <laughs> a nap and a foot rub is what I could use. Have a wonderful Cinco de Mayo. Have a wonderful Derby weekend. Find everything at EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. This is Eat Drink Smoke. Follow Eat Drink Smoke on social media, on Twitter, at Go Eat Drink Smoke, on Facebook, facebook.com slash eatdrinksmoke, and Instagram, at Eat Drink Smoke Podcast.